everyone, this is the Blue is the New Gray podcast hosted by um, the Blue and Gray Project members. Um, and so basically this podcast will just be um, series, a bunch of series about health um, topics in relation to health or about just anything going on in the world that we feel like we should um, speak about. Um, and so I'm from uh, Formation will work as an episode one will be the introduction to our topic and then the body episodes and then the last episode will be next steps and what we'd like to see more of in our communities meaning um starting off within our family and relatives going on to friends school communities province country and then worldwide um and so this is our first episode um and so we'll just quickly introduce ourselves Hello, I'm Ashna, and I'm the co-founder and executive director at the Blue and Gray Project. I'm Farid. I'm the also co-founder and director of the foundation of the organization. Oh wow. Um, I'm Hiba. Um, I'm the head of research. Uh, I'm Mahi, and I'm one of the design directors at Blue and Gray. I love how both of you said uh at the beginning. Yay. Um, and so that was just a brief introduction. We might also have more members just joining in. Um, because a podcast, this podcast will be like a discussion and it won't be edited because we'd like everything to be raw. Um, and it's not scripted either. Um, and so we'll just get right into it. So we'll start off with an introduction. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but this series topic is mental health. And so, anybody want to explain um, or give an intro to mental health? Yeah, so for mental health, I think, like, the dictionary definition is kind of, like, how people feel in certain situations or how it affects different stresses in their life. But I also think of it as, like, and this is, like, very formal, I guess, but it's, like, a well-being and where someone realizes like how what their abilities are and how they can cope with certain things that are happening in their life and like can work productively around the things that are happening so that they don't get affected majorly. Mm -hmm, for sure. Um, and so just before we get into our actual discussion for this episode, um, I just want to quickly touch on um, mental health versus mental illnesses. Um, most people think that mental health and mental illnesses are the same thing. Um, they're not. They're actually quite different, although they are in relation. Um, mental health, like Mahi said, is kind of like the overall mental well-being of a person, whereas mental illnesses will, would be like a disorder or a mental condition that would kind of interfere with someone's daily life and their activities, such as like social or communication, or their performance in certain um, tasks. Um, so yeah, those are different. Um, I mean, you can kind of say mental illnesses would um, would be like a subcategory into mental health, but mental health cannot go into mental illnesses as it's the overall well mental well-being of someone. Um, yeah, and so now that we just did a short intro, we'll get into um, today's discussion. So this episode's discussion will be about stigmatized mental health or mental illnesses in um, certain communities. So does anyone want to start off the discussion? I mean, I 
think of it as like everyone has mental health just like everyone has physical health but things like physical health and things that are physically happening are talked about way more and the key word they're being stigmatized in things like school families and even just in public in general cuz it should be talked about more because everyone will struggle or have a challenge with their mental well-being once in their life even if it's considered minor to some people it could be major to others so i think that's really important and it shouldn't be stigmatized as much as it is as it is should be talked about way more yeah i think that like um the reason mental health is like stigmatized in a sense is because you can't really see it as you can see physical health so you can see it sounds injured i mean some things you can't see like you can't see a person has diabetes or whatever but you can tell like if someone's physical health is like not doing well and stuff like that but with mental health you can't really see it so you some people don't really believe in it in a sense and they don't find it like real i guess actually yeah and when we go ahead talk about mental health we're talking about like our mental well-being like emotions or thoughts and feelings but like mental like asha said earlier mental illness is a specific illness that affects the way people think feel or behave so when mental health is stigmatized it's mostly stigmatized as it's a mental illness all the time for example depression like i think that's the main word that's being thrown around a lot it's not something that you can just say oh i'm sad so i'm depressed it's a lot more than that and that needs to be talked about too it kind of when have i said that um I mean, I can't believe I never thought of it like that. Um that people don't really believe in mental health because they can't see it. Um but in the same sense, I mean, like I guess it's more moral uh, like someone's moral belief, but in the same way, I guess religion is kind of um similar, isn't it? Like we can't I mean, for some people you can visualize um you know, God for them. Um but for others, you know, it's fully on belief. And so if people can believe in something like that, something they can't like I'm not trying to compare mental health to religion. I'm just trying to um kind of contrast how people can believe in something they don't see at all, but they can feel where um like if someone close to them is going through something, they won't believe in it just because they can't feel it. Does, does that kind of make sense? I don't want to sound caught. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and like people think of religion or something like that as like a um something they believe in. It's like a form of hope. That's how I like to think of it. And and people believe in different things. There are different religions, which completely makes sense. So and then there are people that are also say like there's no point to believing in a higher power. I don't really know what to call it, but it's kind of like it's it should be something that's believed in because it exists hope exists in a lot of people and basically everyone whether it's like shown easily or not like health isn't isn't something like an on and off switch right there are different degrees to it so i think it should also be looked at like that <clears throat> like you mentioned mental health isn't like an on and off switch it's like if someone is really struggling um with a mental um condition it's not like they'll be struggling for like maybe an hour or a day it's like um kind of like a long process right um 
I mean, in relation to physical health, it's both the same thing because both of the processes aren't easy. Like the healing journey isn't easy depending on um, the severity of the condition or I guess you could say injury. Um, but yeah. Um, well, for one, um, I did kind of not host, but like executed a webinar or AMA actually with another organization. And um, while we were talking with our guest speaker, um, I did ask a question, which I thought um, was like, could be an important discussion for us to talk about right now about how mental health is stigmatized in these um, South Asian um, community or like area I guess or within South Asian families like um Indians or Pakistanis or like you know whatever comes under South Asia um mm-hmm. I mean I think almost all of us can relate to dealing on I mean we you know relate to it depending on um how open we are with our parents when we share things like it's not like we don't trust our parents it's just hard for us to kind of um for them to relate to us um and then just because I guess this generation is very different from last generation. Like, even if someone was born in the 1990s, it would be a lot more different than how it is now, which is why I don't want to say that they're um, old-minded or old-fashioned, but they just haven't, I guess, adapted to how things are now, which is kind of an issue because of that. Many children um, or youth and teens or young, I, I can't say that word, um, but a lot of people... Um, aren't able to get the right help they need. Um, And then that kind of connects in how um, mental health is stigmatized within families, how it's hard for children to talk to their parents about it, or even for the parents to kind of, you know, open up to anyone about it. Um, I I honestly don't understand why mental health isn't talked about because it, it really is a big issue. Yeah, I think like the way our parents were raised and like generations before that was just to like suppress emotions in a sense and like just get over it because you know as I said before like you can't see it so they won't believe like believe in it in a sense and so it's like yeah so like they they were raised in a way where they believed oh like you're too young to have depression or I don't think there's anything else other than depression and mental illness or like your mental health is fine like there's nothing wrong with you and stuff like that and it's like it's just because yeah. of the way they were raised and like nowadays because we have technology and we can connect with other people like outside of our community we can like teach ourselves about mental health compared to how like our parents or generations before that couldn't yeah and then like connecting onto that I feel like like I think earlier Ashna talked about how it's like someone born in the 19. 19- uh 80s or 90s it's changed since then i i kind of think of it like technology like i remember my parents my parents always tell me stories about when they're growing up and how they didn't have as much technology and so technology has evolved so much sorry technology has evolved so i like to think about um mental health because society was different then it's different now based on like the way we spend our days and in south asian community communities the elder generation tend to think that mental health issues are just in your head and instead of being supportive they might say things like come on get up going we never had this in our era I think 
that's something that's said a lot, which is not good because they wasn't talked about in their um, society and like society is a big thing too because right now when you talk about something like depression it's like oh my god this person has depression they must be having the worst life blah 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 <clears throat> I like how you mentioned um how our parents would say um oh I never had this in like my generation or era um that's also another issue um comparison which I think in any form or shape shouldn't be a thing, even even if it's like comparison in a good way to make you try harder, in the, at the very least, it will still kind of bring you down, you know? Um, and so comparison at all shouldn't be a thing, um, whether it's for like anything, you know, um, appearance, um, skills, grade, even like simple tasks as in like, um, how, like chores or something, you know, something something so simple that shouldn't be compared for. And so when um, parents kind of compared their um, journey with ours, it's kind of hard because back then everything was a lot more different, right? And so there's no way you can actually compare it because they're not even at the very least the same. And so comparing it would, um, it's it's literally not accurate. And so when, if if you hear anyone, you know, comparing um, their journey from like the 1980s to yours um, and like the, Nine, uh, 2015 or something it you, you can't really scale it and so then that's where I think um how do how do how does everybody else view mental health because like I feel like youth and young adults all have the same perception of mental health at least because now I guess mental health is more um not normalized but more felt or more dealt with like more people are um dealing with mental health um, no mental illness conditions so for us at least we have a perception but for people that even are in their like um mid-30s they still won't be able to relate in that way just because um their experience was different as a kid yeah and I feel like another thing like even if we were to compare our story like my story with your story right it would still be different so it's an entirely different story when you try to compare it to like an entire different generation when they grew up a different way and we grew up a different way so like no stories are ever going to be the exact same so it's not fair to compare it you know yeah like no one has no one can have the same exact mental like well-being or like mental illness like like in a sense like everyone experiences it in a completely different way and some people might not even acknowledge that they have it even though they like they have like a mental illness or like they have an unstable mental health they might not acknowledge that and might not know that and it's like yeah yes that's actually such a good point um I was well okay yeah many people wouldn't um acknowledge it like um well in my opinion at least I feel like um, depression and anxiety, those two, um, if we, like, I guess, break down the words into the simplest, um, definition of it, for, um, depression, it could be, you know, sadness, whereas anxiety would be, um, some type of, like, fear or being scared, and if we scale it down to those simple, like, those simple definitions, almost anybody can relate to it, because, everybody's felt sad 
everybody's felt scared or, uh, you know, nervous about something. So why is it that when we use more professional terms or kind of um, try and understand it more um, by calling it depression, anxiety, people don't, um, you know, don't acknowledge it. When, cause like personally, I feel everybody is, well, okay, depre- depressed is a big word and depression and anxiety have their own, you know, scales and severities. But I feel like in a sense, everybody is um, depressed or anxious. Um, because like anybody goes to an interview, everybody would be nervous, right? And so being nervous, that can count as being anxious because you would feel nervous every time you go. Or if you're writing a test, you think you feel anxious. Um, for depression, let's say you're like, um, I'm sure everybody's felt this sometimes, like when you're alone and maybe you're listening to music or you're just looking at the sky and you feel like this load of sadness where you're just, you know, thinking about everything and maybe regretting something or, you know, um, maybe even crying. Why can't that be a form of depression too? Because, you know, that is a symptom, you know, feeling sadness for a long time or something. So um, I have no idea what I was trying to get at. <laughs> yeah. Um, go you can go ahead. Go. Oh, okay. I was just quickly going to say, like, like you mentioned, it feeling sad for a long time. We don't talk about the things that are happening in our life enough. And I feel like that's why depression or anxiety, like, stretches on more than it probably should and like if we were to talk about even the smallest things in our day that just made us not feel well or even Mm -hmm. things that made us feel really good Mm -hmm. it would like help a lot more talking about it and feeling comfortable to talk about it so it's not such a big deal you know the issue issue with that is who can you go and tell you know um for kids or even young adults you know their parents they see them as um a leader or like a role model who they can tell anything to ask advice for uh to and all that but if they can't i guess accept the fact that you're feeling this way or that you're dealing with this then who can you really go and tell and that's where i think like schools should come into play and give more resources for students to gain help for their mental health because parents won't do it like some parents won't do it and like schools sometimes don't do it either I know my school has like they do have some areas open to like accessing help for mental health but like it's we still need more you know yeah I think just putting resources out there for someone to on their own go and get help isn't effective enough because I'm sure we all know that there are times where we voluntarily don't go and get help instead we want someone to reach out to us instead and um you know just give us help like that and so just putting resources there isn't effective at all you know maybe out of like 100 people only five of them would voluntarily get help while others are struggling on their own silently because they you know they can't um i mean they're in either way, voluntarily asking for help is being strong or dealing on your own is being strong because, you know, um, we don't know anyone's situation or how they're dealing with their, what the backstory is. So we can't really um, say anything about that, but schools should definitely do a lot more. I mean, if they can, in health class, teach sex ed and teach physical health and nutrition and all that, how come they can't teach mental health when mental health is like, I guess you can say 
the big portion of help that they're literally missing. Um, in history, I'm not sure if I, I think most of you already had history, but um, if you guys remember the five, the famous five women who, you know, wanted to be counted as persons. Um, well, in that story, basically, um, persons is a neutral, neutral, gender neutral word as we all know now, and. So then, um, after all the time they were rejected and stuff, the only reason their bill or their law, you know, women could vote passed was because um, one of, like, the people there was, like, um, if women, like, why can women not vote? Like, why not? And so in the same way, if men could have voted, um, men were the only ones voting, and I guess the only other half was females, um, women. And so if men are voting and female join, that basically kind of, you know, brings everyone together, meaning anyone can vote. Um, and so in the same way, why can't we, why, why not, like, why can't we teach mental health? Because um, health in general is basically physical, mental, and then I guess you can add oral in there if you want, but I guess that, that would basically go into physical. And so if you already have uh, physical health, and then you're on top of that, you're teaching sex ed and even nutrition and oral health. Why can't you bring mental health into it? And not specifically, okay, it might take a while to add as a unit. And I completely agree with you. Like it needs to, talk to be talked about in school so that students feel comfortable. When, while you're teaching sex ed or while you're teaching substance abuse or stuff like that, explain how it affects your mental health, you know? Like don't only talk about, okay, yeah, if there's substance abuse, it's going to affect our body and it's going to be bad for your body if you take too many drugs. But, like, talk about how your mental health is affected and how mental health is affected in all these physical health things because I can guarantee you most of the things that happen that are physical will affect your mental health in some kind of way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, like, when they do, like, substance abuse and stuff like that, they they just say, like, what like they don't ex- explain why people take it and why they shouldn't like how the sus uh like the drug they're using is going to affect their mental health they only talk about how it affects your physical health like oh it'll damage your lungs it'll damage your liver or whatever mm-hmm. but they don't talk about how it affects your brain and how like your your mental health is affected and i think they re- should really touch on that topic in order to get people to let's say stop using it so they know what ha- even though there's like a, like a small amount of feeling good there's like a hor- like a huge amount of feeling bad and horrible and so they need to teach that stuff in order to like educate us and like you see the funny part is you can actually see how um like educators and even um you know government officials are trying to dodge mental health um in the curriculum because in school they teach you about substance abuse they even go as far as teaching you about um like um what's it called um mm-hmm. abusing relationships they go as far as teaching you about um uh like how to be safe if you're like in a wait what's the word for it in like a abuse is, is it just abusing relationship yeah i think so yeah, i guess well they teach you what you know um how it is being in an abusing relationship and all that but they can't actually go into why it's bad for you and how it'll affect you Whereas literally mental health, when it when you talk about substance abuse or about abuse in a relationship, 
mental health is literally in that, I guess, category. So they're talking about everything in it, but they're only skipping out on mental health. So this is kind of like um, a representation of how they're trying to dodge mental health because who talks about abusing relationships without talking about how it affects one's mental health or just health overall? Okay, um, we're back from our cut or whatever that was, a break, yes. And uh, I want to start off with a point uh, to start off with um, just mental health for males and more specifically emotions. Uh, continue with the idea of the South Asian community. Uh, we know that um, kind of, it's less today, but back in the 1990s and 80s and just before that, you know, it was very common for uh, parents to tell their kids, right, mostly boys, to not show their emotions. And this kind of is another way that, you know, mental health is avoided and suppressed within communities. And that can, like, have a lifelong effect, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... Us three can't really, I guess, go into depth, um, depth, yeah, wait, depth, okay, yeah, depth, um, and on men's mental health, just because, I guess, we can't really, um, just speak like for someone else, feel... yeah, yeah, speak for someone else, um, yes, exactly, I was gonna use a very, a very bad example, which I'm glad you stopped me from using, because <laughs> it would have been very uncomfortable, but, um, Exactly. So, um, I mean, I guess now men's mental health or just health in general, okay, well, just mental health is talked about a lot more, but I feel like in families, when a boy is growing up, um, I guess back then they would say not to talk about it. Now they don't necessarily say not to talk about it, but they don't tell you to talk about it either. Which is like a big thing too. Like we've been talking about stigmatizing mental health. Um, men's mental health is also a bigger thing like um i think ashna mentioned earlier the thing from history i forgot specifically but like then women weren't allowed to vote and so we fought for something like that so it's also important to fight for things like men's mental health right like that is still a part of our community and will always be in some shape or form so yeah Yeah, I think it's, like, still pretty, like, suppressed in a way, because I still hear, like, a lot of parents or people, like, oh, be a man, suck it up, you know, like, don't cry and whatever, so, like, it still affects them a lot, because at a young age, I think, like, I have a brother, and at a young age, I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of um, boys are learned to, like, suck up their emotions and, like, just not express it. I don't know about, like, everyone, I can't speak for everyone, but for, like, my brother, I always try to tell him to express his emotions, so he doesn't, like, ha- get bad mental health and stuff like that. Because I see a lot of people, like, my cousins or even friends, who just suck up their emotions because they're told to. I actually have, like, a few guy friends who are, like, um, like, if anybody tells them, like, even as a joke, if anyone's, like, oh, man up, if anyone's, like, man up or something, um, they would, they would be, like, don't even joke about it because, um, 
obviously it's not a joke but i mean within friends i guess you would be more comfortable but obviously in general it's not a joke to you know tell someone to man up um but like they uh, my guy friends are like oh don't say that even as a joke because it still makes them feel really bad you know it makes them feel like they're not enough or um they're not i guess up to the stereotype of how a guy should be and so that that's just kind of an example of um how men are treated when it comes to mental health or just um like health in general Fernia or whatever for... schizophrenia yes there we go thank you um i mean it's not really uncommon but again it's really stigmatized do any of you remember like that shooting like i don't know that happened um but of Ajaz Chowdhury, who was like the six-year-old or the old man who got shot. Um, do none of you know that? No. Can you give us time? Uh, like when did that happen? Uh, happened last oh, yeah. year in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Oh. Wait, do you guys really not remember that there was recent news on it that the officer didn't get charged? Yes, for I think it. I do remember. It's summer, right? Here in the GTA. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure okay, it was in the yeah. GTA. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, right? It was basically just, um, okay, well, I'll just recap it. Um, there was, like, um, Ajaz Chowdhury, he was, like, a patient who was dealing with schizophrenia? Schizophrenia. Yes, that. And so, basically, his family was, um, they called a... Well, not, they didn't call, they called a non-crisis line just so that they can go and check up on him because, you know, he locked himself and they didn't know um, if he was going to hurt himself or something. And then all of a sudden, the police shows up there. And, um, I mean, I, I don't fully remember the story, even though I did, like, an essay on it, like, a month ago. But, um, basically, the police came and um, they he wasn't opening the door or something. And so they barged in there. And then, oh, yeah. Not to mention, he's always had this fear that the police was out there to, like, you know, get him or kill him, which is why he always kept, kept like, a pocket knife with him, as in safety, but he's never, like, used on anyone. And so, obviously, when he sees police just barging into his house like that, he would be like, oh, no, they're, they're really here to get me. And so he had his pocket knife out, but he didn't charge at any of the police officers. And so the police officers, fine. Even if they said, um put down your weapon or whatever, they shot him, and he died on the spot. And, um, they died on the spot, and his family, um, his nephew was even, like, the police officers. Let me go and talk to him. They're sc- he's scared of your uniform, not of you, but of your uniform, so let me go and talk to him. But the officers didn't let him, and that ended up in, you know, a cold murder, and recently, the police officer or officers weren't charged for that murder, and I, I personally think that's really, really, really wrong. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, does anyone have anything that... I think you told me about this earlier. What? But um, I think that's also because these things aren't talked about enough. Police officers aren't trained to what like what they should do. Obviously, what they did was wrong. And um, that in any situation, even if the person didn't have a mental health issue, it shouldn't be shoot like that um like the person shouldn't have been shot like that but my point is like they should be taught how to handle certain situations i'm not saying like obviously they're not 
gonna hmm, how do I word this like in there's different situations for example they're taught how to control a hostage situation and like a bombing situation mm-hmm. but things like mental health again like Hiba said they can't see it so they're not going to prepare for it but there are different things like this case an example that they aren't prepared for which they should be and they should be taught about in their training yeah to be honest i think police officers should just get more training in general because there's always a bunch of incidents with police officers shooting innocent people which is really stupid or even if they're not innocent and they haven't done something super bad like still killing them it's just yeah like sucks. even guilty people um, aren't supposed to be shot on site i mean there are certain protocols for that, obviously, but my point is, like, like the government has been saying for so long, everyone deserves a trial, right? They get to have a trial, and that's, like, why does that only apply when you're talking about quote-unquote famous people, you know? No, but the thing is, why should everyone require a trial? Like, it shouldn't even happen in the first place, right? If you're just going to say everyone requires a, t- a trial, anybody can do anything. And because police officers, they have that um, higher authority, they can easily get away with it. Like, I'm not sure if any of you have ever, okay, well, I mean, it's not, it's probably common, but like police officers are just, you know, um, in their car and they're, it's, it's like heavy traffic, but they're fine. And then all of a sudden on like a red light behind like four or five cars, they turn on their um, blue and their sirens. And then they skip through the traffic, and then a little down the road, they just turn it off. Now, I mean, we can't really judge that situation, because maybe it was like a false call or something. But at the same time, if these patterns keep occurring, reoccurring, there's obviously something wrong, isn't there? And so that's where I'm just like, hmm, everything seems a lot more sus now. And then, um, like Mahi said, obviously, police officers should be trained for mental health. Um, I'm pretty sure officers on their own deal with their own mental health because some situations may be traumatizing, right? And so I feel like in situations when they go, um, you know, to check up on someone or someone has a mental illness that they're dealing with, they should at least be able to relate to that person and use a more calm approach. And I mean, you can't really train for mental health because like it's kind of hard to train for something like that but at the least what you can do is you know try and de-escalate the situation um be calm about it um don't be barging in or like you know yelling or showing off your gun and like holding in like put down your weapon or whatever you know try and be calm because like mental illness can really take a toll on someone and for someone that has a very like um a high level of severity or that's been dealing with it for a long time, it's definitely going to change who they are as a person. And so police officers, um, wait, they would probably even have, um, you know, if they're called for like a crisis line or um, even non-crisis line, or if they're going to like arrest someone, they would obviously have like a report up on them, would they not? Um, I don't think so. Well, like for arrests, maybe. But like for like a like a non emergency call, I don't think so. I think it's like a just like a welfare checkup or whatever. So they don't really have any idea of what's gonna happen. But 
I'm assuming like the person whoever called like would tell them what's happening that they have schizophrenia or whatever so they should be prepared and yet they still like shot the man well I mean at the least I thought that um even if they're like going up to check on someone you know um like they have the device where they can they don't even have to look at medical file or whatever they would just have a simple report on them who the person is how old they are when they were born where they live and then maybe a little bit of background and so if Obviously, Ajaz, um, I'm sure it was mentioned he was dealing with that mental condition for a while. So there's no way, even if they had that basic report, that they wouldn't have known. And when they're going to check up on someone, they should be aware of what the mental illness is and, you know, kind of come up with a way on how to cope with it. Now, when he sees three police officers or something barging in on him, what what is what is anyone going to do, you know? They're going to panic and think maybe... um. It's like a robber, so they'll pick up a weapon or something. But Ajaz didn't, you know, charge at them or anything. And just because he didn't put the weapon down, they shot him. Like, I mean, it makes sense because he didn't put it down. But it was a knife. And you can't really hurt someone with a knife unless you run up to them or get close to them. And Ajaz didn't even take a step because his nephew did mention that if he took even a step, he would get tired and out of breath. So how how did they kill him? And then how did the trial rule that the police officers were not found guilty? Yeah, and like what I meant earlier when I said like everyone deserves a trial, it's kind of like uh, even when people are so obviously guilty, right? And things like this were like sometimes, not sometimes, recently a lot, the justice system is flawed completely like it's entirely i can go on and on about how people are treated in what after they get in prison but like i think it's just not fair that they only look at a certain perspective when there is a trial like for these police officers like because they will be part of like quote like the government i guess and they work for the government it's just viewed as we don't want that to be flawed we don't want to show that the government is in the wrong so cut them yeah exactly that's the word i was looking for to save the reputation so like cut them some slack because that's really not how it works especially in a case like this Uh and so the thing is um even if officers commit such an offense and even if they're let off they're literally See, um, the report I actually wrote, or the essay I wrote a while ago, um, it was actually about um, how, like, I had to relate this case, like, this specific case to, I guess, criminology and all that and how it relates. And so, basically, the media plays a big part in this, too, you know? The media is a big part in stigmatizing mental health and letting these police officers that commit an offense that... Personally, they can be outraged about, and in the reports, they would even sound outraged. But at the end of the day, they're still supporting, you know, police officers. And the media kind of plays on both sides. Like, they're not loyal to any side. They're just literally in the middle. And this is because um, if a situation like this occurs, they'll post about it. um, And they can even defame um, or, like, you know, um, talk bad about whoever committed the offense. But when it comes to police officers or someone with a higher authority that's not a celebrity, they will not mention the name. 
they'll just say the police officer and like we can't um disclose his identity for privacy concerns or whatever but that that's basically just giving that police officer who committed the offense a chance to just walk back into his normal life with his uniform because nobody knows who he is yeah exactly it's like it's not talked about enough i can guarantee that like you mentioned i don't know I, you cut out for me a little bit but celebrities too i feel like the media it should be completely facts but they slip things in there that kind of make it obvious like police like i said works for the government and so they're gonna say certain things that kind of make it obvious that they're just doing the safe route instead of reporting the actual news like biased news is an entirely different story but like things like you said covering up the name and they don't have they don't hesitate when it's a name of a civilian do they like they will say it even like for example if someone that is not or someone that doesn't have as much power and if they were to do something like that they would say the name and they would make sure everyone knows who that is why not do the same for police officers you know Well, do you guys have any, I guess, last points to add on? No, I'm good. Okay, then. Well, we can wrap up our first episode. Um, We did have a lot of good discussions, although we did kind of, I guess, buffer in between, or like, I guess you can say, lag. Um, But this is only our first episode, so I guess um, it, it makes sense. Um. Most definitely, our next few episodes will be a lot um, better, and I'll have a lot more content and discussions, um, and the duration of the episode will also be a lot longer. Um, and this is only our first series and first episode, so there's a lot more to look out for. Um, and so, um, I guess, thank you guys for listening to our po- first podcast episode. Um, we'll hopefully be posting more soon, right after this one is posted. Um and yeah, 